Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. SmileEyesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Wednesday, auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, a Hummer H3, and over 60 transit buses. And what can you do with that? You can transform that into a roomy RV. Auction is open at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, uh, we have some breaking news, Nigel. I think this is incredibly important to get out there to all of our listeners because Nigel and Bruce, both of you experienced heavy traffic because of an accident on I-25. Well, it's going south. And it was backed up to like 225, I think, right? Yeah. I got off on Bellevue. Did you, did you get off on Bellevue? I wasn't able. No, every because everyone was getting off on Bellevue. Yeah. And I wasn't able to make it in time. So. And, and this is where the warning signs, like up around Hamden or even further north than that, yep. from where we are now, we're in the tech center now, uh, gave me the heads up about wreck at Orchard, expect delays. Man, I, I beelined for the right-hand side and that Bellevue and then went all the way back and around. But Friday is a great day for this commute. Yeah. It usually is a very, no, no problem today. It was a very, is disastrous commute. I had uh, no problems with traffic. Well, you don't come from the North. No, I don't. No, you don't. It's all about being on the South side. (laughs) You, you're a South side guy. By the way, congratulations to Randy Gratishar. Finally getting into the uh, pro football hall of fame. There was a small part of me that was thinking it has happened before a guy getting this far, they didn't get in. And it almost felt like to me, Lucy pulling the football from Charlie Brown in the past where he's gotten really close. And I'm thinking, please don't tell me this is going to happen again. And fortunately it did not. It was one of those times where, you know, you just feel really happy and good for someone. Yeah. And, uh, and it doesn't happen necessarily a lot, it, it takes something like this, something as momentous as going into the Hall of Fame for a guy with so many reasonable attributes for the Hall of Fame that you wonder why it may have taken this long. But you know what? That's immaterial now. He's a Hall of Famer. Right. And I was so relieved and excited for him because um, th- this year in particular, I got to know him a little better. He was around the press box a lot during the during the season and uh and and we would and we would have some chats and i always and i enjoyed him greatly and enjoy him greatly just really good to see good things happen to good people here's the thing that people might realize but don't realize until somebody points it out to them there is a huge financial difference between being a hall of famer and not being a hall of famer once you can sign hof next to your autograph Mm. You are invited to a lot more things. You wear that jacket. And suddenly, it's not that the value of your autograph goes up. It's just you're invited to more things mm-hmm. when it comes to signings. Yeah, whole bunch of Hall of Famers are going to be here to sign autographs. You're not in that fraternity. You're not invited to that yeah. unless you can write HOF. Yeah, you're not in the, in the Hall of Very Good doesn't count. No. Yeah, you got to be a Hall of Famer. So... 
congratulations to Randy Gratish, our best, best news of the day. No question. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, when Sean Payton and George Payton were asked about Russell Wilson returning to the Broncos at the end of the season, I think a lot of us sitting there in the media were surprised when both of them left the door open for Wilson to return to Denver. Now it appears that decision has been made. This coming from a well, maybe an unlikely source, coming from Drew Brees. We know the relationship that Brees has with Sean Payton. I'm guessing he talks to Sean more often than not. Breeze was on Pro Football Talk, and he was asked how he felt about uh, Sean's first season with Wilson. It kind of played out the way I thought it would, honestly. Um, I, I, I think, look, I think Russell has a skill set, and I think Russell is still going to be able to go and have a great you know, rest of his career right. um, elsewhere. Um, as I watched the, 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 them play this year, it, it didn't feel like the timing, the rhythm, the tempo was that I'm used to seeing right. in, in a Sean Payton offense. Right. And I know those are the hallmarks of the offense. That's the standard that, that has been set. Right. And so, look, I don't know the inner workings. I don't know what's happened behind the scenes or anything else. But I know that, look, they, they've got a talented roster. Yeah. They'll continue to build that. They've got an ownership group that's going to provide whatever resources they need for Sean Payton to, right. to win. And I know this. Sean is an excellent communicator, and he is an excellent orchestrator of, right. like, here's what we need to win. Here's the culture. Here's the standard of excellence. Yep. And now it's plugging the pieces in place yeah. to get that done. I think Russell is going to have a great rest of his career elsewhere. Bang. That's it. And it's one of those kind of casual drops that you don't even think of it because you've known it for so long that you don't think it's even that big a deal. Well, but the door was left open. Yeah, but I mean, that. but that's what it sounded like. It sounded like this is just a conversation piece. Um, I... I we 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 did our due diligence and talked about the possibilities of him coming back just because you got to cover all of your bases i don't think we've ever thought that I, there's just too much water under the bridge when when you involve the players association and letters are being angry letters are being sent back and forth and people are being involved and there's no direct communication with the quarterback you're doing things you know with the agent I, I, to me there's just too much there's too much spilled milk here to clean up uh as it relates to russell wilson and by the way yeah they could have stuck with him another year maybe and gotten another kick the kick the can a little further down the down the down the street by the way if they would have kicked it after this year, mm -hmm. the cap hit this year is eighty-five million. Mm -hmm. The cap hit next year, dead cap hit, is eighty-six million. Yeah, it gets worse. Yeah, it does. if he stays another season. So you, so you might as well just take your medicine and get on with things. And I think that this is where, and this is where, this is the inevitable conclusion between Sean Payton and and Russell Wilson. You hoped it had a chance to work. It didn't. For those who still believe in Russell Wilson and are blaming Sean Payton, and it certainly goes both ways. Sure. Does it make you feel any better if you're a big Russ supporter to hear Drew Brees, Hall of Fame quarterback, say, you know what? I really didn't recognize the offense. Basically saying Sean really wasn't able to do what he wanted to do like we did in New Orleans. And if he gets that guy, 
certainly not being Russell, this thing can turn around quickly. Yeah, and I don't know about that last part of it. Turn around quickly? Yeah, I don't know well, about that. Well, they don't that, have a quarterback, but, really. But what I will say is, yes, his remarks on the rhythm, the look, the feel of the offense were, I think, what a lot of us probably... I, when you compare it to last year, it looked so much better. It There were times that it felt so much better. But when you don't necessarily, when you're not coming from that level of comparison, when you don't have that experience and you're just plucked down and like a Drew Brees and now all of a sudden you're paying attention to the Broncos, he has a, of course he can see it more clearly than the rest of us. Just for fun. Pick two or three teams you think Russell Wilson might end up with next season. I think it's a short list. Okay. Well, just for fun, let's speed through this because then I have another point. Pick two or three teams you think he might end up with. I think Pittsburgh and Atlanta are both very strong possibilities. Anybody else? The Raiders, I think, probably. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you said those three teams. Don't you think? Yeah, but no, no, I'm glad you said those three teams. The Steelers, the Falcons, and the Raiders mm-hmm. will all be playing it in power field this upcoming season. <laughs> well, that that makes things kind of fun. Doesn't it? Right? I, I mean, I, I guess I'm wondering, listen, there was a lot of anticipation about Hackett coming back mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. One, because he used to be the head coach. Number two, after Sean had too many lattes. But and, I, and I hope, I hope, when Russell does wind up with one of those three teams, and I think he likely will, mm-hmm. that Sean doesn't have three lattes and get together with Jared Bell again. Hopefully not. Or actually, I'm hoping he does. Because being in the media, I'm all about the story. I mean, and that was probably about a week of a story, right? I mean, a week long. Yep. That was, that was, there was a lot of great repercussions uh, from that story. It would be... And this is one of the cool things about the NFL. And and think about the Nathaniel Hackett returning to Denver scenario, how good that was. And those seeds were planted the minute that he was, the minute that the schedule came out, those seeds had been planted. Right. And then Sean goes off and wrecks him. And then you've got all the time in between before he comes back to Denver. It was fantastic. It was the gift that just kept giving. Yeah, but the thing is that it wasn't as big of a story as we were hoping it would be because, A, Aaron Rodgers got injured. Yeah. And number two, the Broncos got off to such a bad start. If both teams were good, then I think there would have been more electricity. But by the time the game rolled around, and it was still pretty early in the season, Mm -hmm. it didn't really have that same flair. Yeah. When they matched up on the field. Well, Russell Wilson returning would have it, period. That would be automatic. And, and, and you know, I with Russ walking away, I will pay m- more attention to him. I will check in on him every week. And there will be a part of me that kind of cheers for him. I didn't mind Russ. Yes, I got tired of some of, of the of the sunshine being pumped up the backside all of the time. But I maintain that Russell Wilson is a, just as good. I think he's a good person, generally a good person. And you know what? 
You look around the world today, we need good people in the world. So I will cheer or pull or nudge good people. That's how I feel about Russell Wilson. And you know what will be interesting, whichever team he winds up with, maybe for the first time in NFL history, when there is a matchup of two teams, that one team will be paying roughly 95% of the salaries for the quarterbacks on both sides of the field. That's a... uh... Unintended consequence of all of this. Yep, you're right. Speaking of quarterbacks, coming up after the break, we really haven't spent a lot of time talking about the Super Bowl. We will get into the Nuggets and the Avalanche a little bit later on in the show. But as I'm reading everybody's predictions for this game, there is one common line that I keep reading over and over again. There's no way I can pick against them. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Wednesday, there's an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles like SUVs, pickups, sedans, Hummer H3, and over 60 transit buses. What can you do with those? Well, you can convert them into an RV. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get uh, notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, Siltahar Mazda and Broomfield. Um, this Saturday, the weather's not supposed to be great, but next year, next week, it's supposed to clear up. It would be a great time to go for a test drive because when you talk about Mazdas, they are routinely ranked top five in affordability, reliability, fuel economy. And oh, by the way, if you want luxury and durability, they have that too. Get on up there, check out their new state-of-the-art showroom. A lot of their models, you'll be able to get 0% financing. Go to Broomfield today for a test drive or check them out at sthmazda.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Paramount Sighting and Windows. Paramount Sighting and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at paramountsightingandwindows.com. As I look through and do my homework or research on the upcoming Super Bowl on Sunday, and then I'm reading predictions, a lot of them, not all of them, seem to have the same theme. There's no way I am picking against Patrick Mahomes. I know that. Is that reason enough for you to pick the Chiefs? Shouldn't the line be, there's no way I'm picking against the Chiefs' defense? Well, I think that I don't know if enough people around the country are familiar with the Chiefs' defense. We are because we watch the minimum two times a year. And then when the game is on, and a lot of times it's the nationally televised game, we watch them as well. So how good is the Chiefs' defense? Historically, they've never been great. Nope. 
but I don't think people realize how truly good that defense is. I think it's their best unit. Oh, yes. But I get the whole nod to Patrick Mahomes. First of all, they are averaging, I think, in the playoffs, 24, 25 points. They're actually averaging more than they have most of the season. So they have been more productive offensively in the postseason. And Mahomes always makes two or three, not one, but two or three plays a game. Special plays. That are that that just make him different. Yeah. That you just even though you and I watch it every single week, we see it over and over and over again with all teams. Mahomes constantly delivers the aha moment. You can make the case defensively. You can make the case. I'm not saying it's true, but you can make the case that everybody talks about Chris Jones. You can make the case the Chiefs have the best cornerback tandem in the mm-hmm. league. Yeah. They're, they're In fact, they're defensive backfield. I have heard more comps to the no-fly zone talking about the Chiefs back end yeah. this week than any other back end unit since the no fly zone. Just the comp alone is a hell of a compliment to me right. for the Kansas City Chiefs, but McDuffie in particular is a fantastic football player. Um but, but the but the truth is the truth is when you look at for lack of a better phrase, when you look at the games they have played mm-hmm. so far in the playoffs, they were kind of up and down for them. For what we expect out of the Chiefs, they were kind of up and down this season. Heck, they lost to the Broncos. Yeah. Okay. Oh sorry, no. They, sorry, uh, Broncos fans. Patrick Mahomes said it. Uh, I was reading. I was watching the feed. I think it was yesterday. Uh, in his media session yesterday, he said, "Hey, look, this is even better for us to be where we are now because we went." through some really rough patches during the season. It wasn't all just easy for us. And I think that from his standpoint, and I'm not going to argue with them, there's a more of an appreciation for where they are now, even though this is where they always seem to be. Right. Well, let's look at what that secondary did against the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen had 186 yards passing. That's Josh Allen. The newly minted, the newly minted MVP was 20 for 37 passing for 272 yards. Yes, the 272 yards looks good. And yes, Lamar Jackson ran the ball well, but he had a difficult time completing passes. Mm -hmm. But in all fairness, when it comes to pass catchers, no one has a better unit than the 49ers. And when you look at how the Chiefs play defense, they play a lot of press coverage. They do. And they pressure. And, and, and do you feel that when you play press coverage against Ayuk, who can get behind mm-hmm. you, when you play against a Samuel, who mm-hmm. can bull rush you, Kelsey. and then you throw in Kittle I mean, as well, Excuse me, right? right? Yep. Th- that is a different type of challenge. No question about because it. Because when you look at the Bills wide receivers, Stephon Diggs. And Stephon Diggs. What's that? And right. I mean, that's right. I mean, you know, that's basically it. And then Flowers in uh, 
in in Baltimore. And he had a day, but he was the only guy yeah. who really had a day. Yeah, you can't let two or three guys go off. And and this is the problem with playing a San Francisco, and I know that they've been underwhelming in the postseason. When you look at their roster of talent defensively, you could make the case, how in the world are these guys giving up these yards and these points? Because they've been really... If you look, if you go back and and we talked about this about a month ago, or at least three weeks before the playoffs started, their outside zone run defense has been awful all, all season. That's been the only place that you've been able to go and feast on the 49ers for some reason. Now you take a lot of chances in other places because they got dudes. I mean, we talk about their offensive weapons. They've got great defensive weapons, no question about it. But I think Kansas City can run the ball with Pacheco. Here, I'll ask you. So you could probably bet on the Super Bowl any different way you want. Sure. And they always come up with creative things. I'm thinking of throwing 10 bucks. Do you almost just spit out your coffee? Well, I, I know because... Here's my conversation with my friend, Eric. Right. This is two days ago. Yesterday. Actually. So yesterday. Right. I'm not going to bet the Super Bowl. No, I didn't say I'm not going eh, to. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't. I said, I don't know if I want to bet the Super Bowl because yeah, uh, uh. I just want to enjoy the game. And, and and a day later. Now, usually you have to know how this works. Usually Eric will him and haw about what he's going to do. And he's right. just going to do that. And then like on game day, yeah. I get the whole, I will get the whole get the seven text. leg parlay that you're betting on it's like you are going to bet it because i I probably will and good for you well tell me what you think of this bet that is probably worth slapping 10 bucks on all right isaiah pacheco is 25 to 1 to win the mvp hmm what what's uh what's christian christian's higher than that pacheco is after kelsey and actually i think McCaffrey might even be lower than that. It is obviously the two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's Mahomes, Purdy, Kelsey, and then it is either Pacheco or um, Pacheco or Christian McCaffrey. I'll look it up officially. But twenty-five to one. Wow. I mean, those are pretty good odds considering they might run the ball a lot. I think they're going to run it a ton. Uh, and will dare San Francisco to stop him. I mean, you have to kind of pick mm-hmm. which part of somebody else's offense you want to concentrate on. And, well, and you're going to concentrate on Mahomes, so who does that leave with possibilities of racking up some numbers? Isaiah By the way, Pacheco. So Mahomes is a um, little, you know, plus 150, one yeah. and a half to one. Okay. Purdy's about two to one. McCaffrey's four and a half to one. Kelsey is 14 to one. Pacheco is 25 to one. That's a flyer. That's a pretty good that, flyer. That's right a there. pretty good $10 yep. flyer. Yep, I agree. 10 bucks to win 250. Yeah. I mean, he he goes off for 175 and two touchdowns or something. And, and then he'll catch the ball out of the backfield yep. a few times. Um, yeah, he could be. That's not an unreasonable bet to me. I think it's fair to say. Kelsey's going to get a lot of attention. Yes. But the thing is, even when Kelsey does get attention, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Does it? No, because he finds that that's what makes him. Great players 
You can scheme for them all day, and maybe every once in a while, those guys will have a bad day or the coverage is so good, or there's a confluence of events in which they don't perform statistically. But generally speaking with Kelsey, he's going to perform anyway. So if it isn't Kelsey catching the ball, do you think it's Rasheed Rice? It has to who be. Who could have a day? It, it it has to be. And here's, if you're San Francisco, do you bracket Kelsey? Because you because you're feeling like, okay, we got to account for Rice. We'll cover him. But where else do they go in the passing game? Well, they go out of the backfield, right? Yep. I mean, that's really, I mean, Watson catches a couple of balls every game. I mean, he's, he can be counted on, but you, there's not a lot of other places that Patrick Mahomes goes. So, no, I think. But the, he's willing to. Oh, totally. And he'll throw it to the guy who comes open. Correct. Which. He doesn't lock in. No. He's always looking Russell at. Russell Wilson. He, right. He's always looking at Kelsey. But if the guy is covered, he can immediately shift gears. Yes. And find the other guy. God, he's fun to watch. He may not be fun to watch for another eight years. Right. You know, but he is so fun to watch. And the closer that we get to kickoff, the happier I am that it's the Chiefs and the 49ers. So am I. Well, you've been good about it right from the jump. Well, I'm I'm not really going way out on a limb here. Although... Although the Lions had them right where they wanted it. I mean, the Lions could have been in this damn game. And I bet you they're still kicking themselves. Well, they probably should have run the ball a little bit more at the end. Right? Yeah. I mean, they had some pretty good success doing that, didn't they? About 180-some-odd yards of of rushing. Right. I mean, yeah, I would say so. The Packers and the Lions have run with total impunity. Right. Against the 49ers. Doesn't mean the Chiefs will tomorrow. You never know. You've got two weeks to make adjustments, and Kyle Shanahan and his staff know damn good and well what Andy Reid's looking at. Coming up after the break, the coaching staffs for both sides are not exactly the same, but they are similar from when they met in the Super Bowl four years ago. How much stock are you putting into Reid and Shanahan coaching even though the players are different. And what do I mean by that? I know Mahomes is the same and Kelsey's the same. And there was no Christian McCaffrey. No. Debo Samuel is a young player. Right. Even even though the players are different, are you putting stock, and a lot of stock, in just the head coaches on how this game will unfold? Meaning, it is... The Chiefs that won four years ago. It was Andy Reid who outcoached with Mahomes, San Francisco. Remember, it was the Chiefs who were down in that Super Bowl. Oh, they, they won it be in, with a fourth quarter comeback. Right. Yeah. But Andy Reid played a major role in that, too. Sure. How much stock are you putting in the coaches winning this particular game? And with that, if you're the Chiefs, how much does it worry you that you're playing against Brock Purdy? That's next. Denver. Outside of Sean McVay, you can make the case that for the last however many years, 
we have the two best coaches, specifically offensive minds, in football going head-to-head. Who do you give the edge to? Andy Reid. I don't know how you couldn't. I mean, he's on the verge of winning his third. He's he's a proven, both of them are proven creative minds that get the most out of their offenses. So do you think this will be a high-scoring game because of it, or are you going to put no. a little bit more stock in the defenses? I'm, I'm going to put some stock in the defenses. What is the over-under in this game? I'm sorry. I don't know that off of hand. You know that? I want to say it's 47 and a half. 47 and a half. Do I look like a guy who gambles? How would I know I would expect you to know that. I Uh, don't. Nigel, though, just rolling with it. Well, he's got a problem. I mean, he's got some prop bets, probably, and he's setting up for for this weekend. Well, his sponsor asked him not to talk about this on the air. (laughs) He said that's the first step in getting away from gambling. If you know this stuff... Off the top of your head, clearly you have a problem. Well, Nigel is the first one to say, "Yeah, okay, that's a, that's a." But the recognition, you, if you've got to recognize it first, then what? Be, how, what better way to recognize it than to know the over under and the point spread? Don't you think the perfect time, if you are a habitual gambler and you have a problem, is to hold the meeting at kickoff of the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, how does that would? Be, how does that go with the therapist? That would be so. Torturous. First of all, I don't know if anybody would show up, mm. but you got to be pretty dedicated to wanting to stop gambling. Yeah. If you're showing up at kickoff of the Super Bowl, I think you're probably right. As it relates to the Chiefs and the 49ers, I have the utmost respect for both of these guys. But Andy Reid's done it, and Kyle Shanahan has done it, but not hasn't not to the won same it. Point. Hasn't won it. He's done it, but he hasn't won it. And one of those losses was against Andy Reid. And I think that he's one of the few guys in this game that has pressure on him. Andy Reid doesn't have any pressure on him. Patrick Mahomes. I don't think there's a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey. Mahomes doesn't seem like the type of guy who really lets pressure get to him. Uh, yeah, what does pressure do to Patrick Mahomes? All he does is go and ball. The only time I've ever seen him really look human was against the Buccaneers defense in the Super Bowl, and that yeah. really wasn't even his fault. He didn't have a great second half against the Broncos. Kept turning the ball over and stuff. But, no, you're right. In, in a game of import, yeah. Tampa Bay just flummoxed. Him. So no if you question. are Steve Spagnolo, the defensive coordinator, of the Kansas City Chiefs, and you have to say, I need to contain either the passing game or the running game. Which one are you focusing on more? Well, I think that you're probably trying to contain the weapons in the passing game and the, and not necessarily the weapons, but the igniter. Is it? You is it put pressure on Brock Purdy. Is it? If Brock Purdy beats us, he beats us. Yes. I, I, that would be the path that I would go down. Make Brock Purdy beat us. He's capable of doing it. You don't get to this place. Yeah. Even with the incredible talent that you have around you without being a baller. Christian McCaffrey said Wednesday that Brock Purdy was the best player that he's played with. Now, I want you to think about what he just said. Played with Cam Newton, didn't he? Brock Purdy yeah, is like, the best. Not, not the Cam Newton was not the Cam Newton, right? Not the not not the 
Peyton Manning description of Cam Newton. Cam Newton, Cam Newton's career was wrecked. Yes. Roughly nine years ago, a couple of days ago. Yeah. In that Super Bowl. His career was over. He was never the same. Never the same after Vaughn. Yeah. Post Vaughn. PV has meaning. But he wears awfully cool caps. I've never seen a dude that wears that has more hat wear than that guy. And odd hat wear. Now, Vaughn is a hat-wearing dude, too, right? Yeah. Glasses-wearing dude, too. And, and, but, man, I don't know. So, anyway, but I think that the Chiefs will 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 put a t- try to create a lot of pressure, which they do anyway. This is a pressure-ridden defense. They will come at you from a lot of different places, and they will... I think, try to affect the pace and the thought process of Brock Purdy. That's what I'd do. Isn't that what you'd do? Yeah, and I'll give you one guy who's really underrated if you have not watched a lot of Chiefs football. George Karloftis is turning into a game wrecker. He's been fantastic. Willie Gay's been really good. Yeah. They got a bunch of guys. And he'll play. Yeah, and he's going to play. But Karloftis has been good. We're talking a second-year guy out of Purdue. Yeah. But he has really risen quickly and made them a much better defensive unit. He's a problem. You can make the case, if you wanted to, like we did with the Broncos in 2012 when they lost to the Ravens. That was the best team, top to bottom on the roster, in 2012 the Broncos had during the Peyton Manning era. Mm -hmm. Yet they did not make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Even though the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls and have been to three, and now this is four, you can make the case this is the best roster top to bottom that the Chiefs have ever put on a Super Bowl field. At the same time, pointing out that this was a very human-looking football team for a good portion of this season. But can you make the case, like at times we've seen with the Nuggets, it was just about getting to the playoffs. It really didn't matter where they played. You cannot argue their last two games. Right. And that's what makes them difficult to bet against. People are saying it's hard to bet against Mahomes. They're still the underdog in terms of Vegas. Right. But again, as we said in leading up to the Ravens game, is it really going to be an upset if the Chiefs go on the road and beat the Ravens? No. 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 And they, I'm, they were underdogs, but... But 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 the Chiefs have enough cred now that anything that they do shouldn't surprise you. Right. I, I mean, they're on the verge of winning their third Super Bowl in what five years? Yeah. That's dynastic. Coming up after the break, this past offseason, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are all bent out of shape about the Nuggets, specifically our friend Vic Lombardi saying the Lakers are, well, little little boy, the Nuggets are the Lakers' daddy. Mm-hmm. Well, it was proven again last night. That's next.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Wednesday, auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, Hummer H3, and over 60 transit buses waiting to be transformed into a roomy RV. Auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. All righty, just in case you missed it, the Nuggets got a road win in Los Angeles against the Lakers, 114-106. Jamal Murray had 29 points, uh, Michael Porter Jr. had 27, and Nikola Jokic had 24 um, what were your impressions about this win, especially the last three minutes where the Nuggets kind of pulled away? Yeah, I thought the uh, <clears throat> I thought they handled the the moment well throughout the game. They matched Lakers' energy, the emotion of the evening, which is something that we talked about a lot yesterday. Uh, I thought that they were locked in early and played well throughout. Got tremendous production from their first five. When those guys are playing like that. That's a hard team to beat. But the 10-0 run late was the difference, really, in this game. Jamal Murray was fantastic. Uh, MPJ hit a big three during that stretch, and they were able to assert themselves. That's seven straight wins now, uh, dating back over the last few years against the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, That was a nice win for the Nuggets on the road. I think the key for the Nuggets to make a run, and we've talked a lot about the bench, is Michael Porter Jr. going to be consistent offensively, giving you anywhere between 18-plus points per game? Because that's going to take a big load, I think, off your bench. Yes, you need your bench to perform. Right. But if you can get three guys scoring 20 or more, who do you guard? Yeah, that's a great question. It was, it was just a really good win for them last night. And now, now they got the back-to-back at SAC. So we'll see how it goes tonight in Sacramento. But this would be a really nice road trip. You know, I was out there on Wednesday, and the the theme was steal games before the break. Three games now left before the break, and this is with the Clippers, T-Wolves, and um, Oklahoma City all coming off losses. So they really, I think, are to have a concerted effort going to steal games before this All-Star break while other teams are kind of exhaling. All righty. Speaking of road trips, just in case you missed it, the Avs finished a little three-game road trip on the East Coast and finished 0-3. They fell to the Hurricanes uh, 5-2. Thoughts on that game and how much do you trust the Avs to bounce back? Gave up a hat trick to a guy in the first period. In the first period. Yeah. I mean... What has the theme been all season long? Start slow, finish fast. 
Well, they started so slowly against Carolina that they had no chance to recover. This has not been a good start to the second half of the season. They've gotten thumped a couple of times and then lost, well, tied, got a point out of a game that they could have just as easily won, I guess. But, you know, you still have three very difficult games on the road to to deal with. I, I don't know. Not promising. It is not fair to compare this team to what they did a couple of years ago when they won the Cup, no. but it's a very different feeling. Very different Meaning, feeling. When, yeah. you, when you watch that Avalanche team that won the Cup, you just knew that they could dominate on many, many nights. And, and this team is like a teeter-totter. They're just so up and down. You don't know what to expect. They can be fantastic. I mean, there was a stretch when the third and fourth lines, specifically the third line, or third line players, I should say, there was a stretch where Wood was playing well. Mm-hmm. There was a stretch where Colton was playing well. There was a stretch where Johansson was playing well. But they haven't put it all together. No. They don't have to put it all together right now, but how good do you feel about the Avs going into the playoffs with Georgiev in goal? Not great. Not as confident as two years ago when no. they were the clear team to beat. I mean, if they go to the cup finals, would it surprise you? No. Would it surprise you if they got knocked out in the second round? No. No. Well said. All right. By the way, that was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. Nice. Thought you might want to know that. You can try out the appliances before you buy them. You can't do that in the big box stores. If you ask to try out an appliance in a big box store. How would they say it? What are you kidding me? <laughs> That's how they do it, right there. I mean, the stuff's. Huh? I mean, do you see any outlets around here where you can even plug something in? That's just not the way we operate. If you want someone to design your own kitchen, if you need that help, they have a staff to do that as well. Big box stores. Uh, I can sell you a refrigerator, but I can't help you design anything. Do you need a screen protector for your phone? <laughs> That's the way it works. The big box stores. You want to go with the experts. Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville. Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. You and I have bought from there. Yep. Get extra low pricing on that. Coming up after the break, is Russell Wilson coming back? I think most of us would say no. That's the feeling that we get. Right. Drew Brees just backed that up. Maybe accidentally. That's next. That's next. 